Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you're a business owner, finding the right location for your business, yeah, it's a big decision. That's why you need to work with my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. Their nine-person team has over 50 years' experience. They are hands-on. They think out of the box through creative, thoughtful, and dynamic real estate services. This is why their brokers are ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. Yeah, you're getting the best when you go with Impact Commercial Real Estate. So if it's buying, selling, leasing, their experience with large developers, that's important. And small business owners, that's going to make an impact for you. Go with the best. Work with commercial Impact Commercial Real Estate. You can find them at impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, so the no-hitter is gone. Now the Rockies looking for a road win. And listen, you can make history with Herman Marquez, but let's not make the wrong type of history, losing another road game. But we have some bigger news to talk about with the Rockies. Former Rockies assistant GM Zach Wilson has resigned. It's the second departure of an assistant GM in the last 10 days is John Weil. I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I might not be. I think Thomas Harding will let me know if I am or I'm not. He reportedly left the club by mutual consent earlier this month. So with that, let's go out to our friend Thomas Harding. He's been covering the Rockies forever on MLB.com. How are you, Thomas? I feel good. I feel clean. How are you doing today? Uh, I feel clean. I don't feel good. Actually, let me flip that around. I did shower today, but I don't feel good. With that, how good do the Rockies feel about losing Wilson and Weil? I thought that there would be a lot of changes after the season. Am I a little bit surprised that it happened in season? Yes. And the the reason why I think this hurts is that it already was one of the smaller front offices in baseball, and losing a couple of people certainly cannot help. When I look at the departure of um, first of the departure, I'll look. At, I'll talk about the latest with um, with Zach Wilson. I think they can cover that from inside because, let's face it, the season is going and a lot of it is um, the coaches and the managers, whatever. They do have to beef up their coaching in the minor But why did he leave? Why did he resign? Um, That's a good question. I I, I did contact him. He seems to be happy in his resignation. Things that I've heard were that, um, you know, for the last year or so, he's been kind of thinking about, doing something else. I don't know if it would be with another team or outside of baseball, but, uh, you know, things weren't going well here, let's face it, but uh, you know, and a lot of times a guy in one place, I think he had been with this organization for 20 years, and John Weil had been with this organization for 16 years. A lot of baseball people tend to be a little bit on the nomadic side, but um, 
Also, if you look at it, down the road, there will be uh, some form of a new general manager, and who knows if their jobs were safe at that point. So at, at times it's good to kind of step away, and maybe they could even hook up with another team before the end of the season. The one that, that, that I think would be difficult, and I don't have an answer for you yet on it, I'm sure I'll be writing about it, is the departure of John Wilde, because as the pro personnel director, he is the one kind of in charge of getting the reports together and figuring out what happens with the trades. And if you look at uh, when the Rockies did go to the postseason, I thought that some of the trades really worked well for them. Jonathan Lucroy, Pat Neshek, Sungwon Oh, they all contributed late in the season, and that's what pro personnel does. So how are they structured as far as getting the information to make whatever trades they have to make in the deadline this year? That is a question that I have. Probably other teams who want to trade for Trevor Story or want to see if they want to deal with John Gray, that's a question that they're going to have. Now, you mentioned in your article on MLB.com that uh, that Zach Wilson's roles are, role is going to be assumed by Chris Forbes, the assistant director of player development. But with Wild, like you mentioned, I mean, he's the pro scouting guy, so kind of the point man for what you're going to get in terms of trade value. Who assumes his role? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be joining the team in, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, that question really wasn't answered a few days ago when it did happen. They didn't actually announce the moves. It's kind of like those moves have bled out there. Um, I have my thoughts on how they're going to handle this, but I will say with Bill Schmidt moving up to be the interim general manager, that leaves a hole when it comes to the draft. You have a huge hole with player personnel. So what is going to happen? Um, uh, hopefully there will be answers here because, uh, obviously, I'm not the only one that needs to know. We're, you're not the only one. Other teams are going to need to know because right. teams will be calling them at the trade deadline. This franchise kind of reminds me of some of the lyrics from Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> Nobody leaves. Nobody well, leaves. They're leaving this week. It looks like. Yeah, and, and, and let's and, talk. Wait, and let, let's get into the um, the the department that has really been depleted, and that is, for lack of a better phrase, the sabermetrics department. What are they down to? One, two people? One or two people? Yeah, they're down to two. It was one of the smaller in baseball, and that's something. I did an article. I think it was last. Um, when the, when the team was in Cincinnati and I talked to Bill Schmidt, it was on a Sunday, and that was one of the five points that I brought up with him. And he said, we're not at that point yet, but here's my understanding of what the Rockies are doing here, is that the people that are here, and especially the ones that are vying for jobs, they are really trying to position to where they go back to ownership, the president of the club, and, and give them a structure. And it looks like they're going to beef up in a number of areas, analytics being one of them. Um, they Let's face it, they have to do it, because some of here's what I sometimes see on the field, is that... Can they get the information a little bit faster and maybe make corrections on the run a little bit quicker? I've seen them do it with their pitching staff, and obviously pitching is different, but what they've done with the pitching staff, and I know a little bit more about that than I know, frankly, about the offense. What they've done is their coaches kind of are well-versed in it, so they move a little bit quicker. I don't know what the situation is with hitting. I do know that uh, that Dave Magadan is, is involved in it, and he understands it. The question is, I don't know how much information he is being fed from all around. Now, you mentioned Bill Schmidt, the uh, interim uh, general manager at this point. 
Is there any sign that long term they're looking outside the organization, or is uh, or any search for for solutions? Is it still focused on what's within the organization and people within the organization presenting their ideas? I think it's going to be kind of a combination of both. Number one, they've announced that they will take um, applications at the end of the season or have a process. It doesn't look like they've jumped that process very much. Now, at some point, I will be, uh, I will expect to hear, hey, they've contacted this person at, at this at this organization, or they're making a move for another person at another organization. I'm. I haven't quite heard that yet, but a lot of that has the fact to do has to has to do with the fact that a this organization had kind of had the All Star Game drop into their lap, and mm-hmm. that's taken a lot of manpower. And b they're trying to get to the trade deadline. The trade the trade deadline is a huge thing right now, and I think that that after that we'll start hearing more. Um, I have my ideas of what might happen, but frankly, I'm in the early part of researching those, so I haven't reported them because I don't really have it yet. But I do think that there will be some beef-ups in certain areas. I don't think that they necessarily wanted to be without a personnel director. I don't think they wanted to have their guy who's run the minor leagues for the last several years. I don't think they wanted him to leave either. But at some point, they're going to have to beef up the minor leagues and something's going to have to happen in the in, in the analytics department. I did talk with one of the other assistant GMs at the start of the season, Zach Rosenthal, and the problem with that was they already have a small group, and with the pandemic, they were very slow on hiring. They were hoping to hire during the season. Um, they may be doing some outside consulting for some of their analytics right now, but obviously they have to do better with that. We are talking with Thomas Harding, covers the Rockies for MLB.com. I have been asked by so many people, why are the Rockies so bad on the road? I have a theory. Feel free to correct me at any time. Historically for this team, it has been very difficult to hit on the road because with more humidity, uh, the ball is going to break more for the pitchers and it's hard to adjust. With that, when I look at their starting lineup yesterday, in which they scored one run, got four hits, and I look at guys like Daza, Kron, Rogers, Hampson, not Hampson as much, Fuentes, and Nunez, and I look at these young, young guys who have never had to play at home and then go on the road where the ball you know, sinks much differently – to me, that's why it is so glaring why they have struggled even more on the road than recent years. Am I off my rocker or am I on to something? Well, I think you're on to what's been going on here forever. Right. Um, but these are young guys who aren't yeah. used to this. Right. And and when you look at it, and what I wrote when I talked to Bill Schmidt was, right now, this has become a big evaluation period. I mean, yeah, you want to win ball games, but this is an evaluation period. Which guys are going to do the things that win ball games? Sometimes you see it out of a Jonathan Daza, um, but not a lot of experience going home and road, but when he is on, you see him moving runners. You see him doing a lot of little things that win games. When you see a Garrett Hampson against left-handers, it's like, okay, that's a piece of the puzzle. What they know, and I've talked to a number of people there, they don't say a lot publicly about where they stand, but, but in being on the road with them and in kind of examining the thinking, they believe that they have a bunch of complementary players. 
that's not enough to win. They know that they're going to have to get some people who will hit a ball out of the ballpark because you're always going to struggle on the road, and you need a C.J. Crone and maybe two other guys to hit a home run in a, in a game. They know that they need that. They also need some things in their minor league system um, to, to kind of bridge the gap between the Class A, Upper A, and a few guys in Double A and the major leagues. They're, they they have a big gap in the talent there. So they know exactly what they need, but what they've got to figure out is what they have. And that's why they keep running these guys out there. Hey, if you struggle on the, on, on the road, either you're going to go back to, down to the minors, get some playing time, and then have another shot, or if you're doing – well enough to stay in the lineup, you're going to get a shot, and maybe one, two, three years down the road, you'll be a complementary part of a much better roster. Yeah, and, and just really quickly, Daza, he's hitting 321. Sounds great, yeah. right? And it is great. Good for him. He's hitting 371 at home and 243 on the road with no power at all. Yeah, yeah he, he does, and, and that's one of the things. They do need people who will hit the ball out of the park. Listen, if you go through the history of the Rockies, you're going to see splits like that because uh, what they've had two winning seasons on the road in their history. They've made the playoffs five times. They were not a winning team on the road in 2007. So if, if I'm running this organization right now, I believe that that's going to be part of a fact of life, that you are going to struggle on the road. So how do you build a team that, A, can pitch, because you have to pitch mm-hmm. everywhere, and, B, can you dominate your home field? I think right now they have a dominant record at home, but it's not a dominant home team because they don't have enough power. If they had more power, some of that power would make a difference in the road game. Real quick before we get to break, just one thing. You talked about having all these complementary players, but it seems like – the that's the easy part of finding this if they can't i mean how long should people expect this to take in terms of finding those guys those guys who are kind of the, the tent the guys who are holding up the tent the, the tent pole guys because you know if teams have those generally speaking they're not letting go of those guys you've got to develop them you you normally have to develop them sometimes you can hit on a free agent um i think that some of that some of the younger players like a, like like a Ryan McMahon, he's not quite a guy that can lead your lineup, but can he get there? That's a possibility there. I do I do I do want to see what Brendan Rodgers becomes after that though. How do you score with the Trevor Story trade? If you trade Trevor Story, you have to have at least one person that's going to be a star in your lineup come out of that trade. Whether that person is just now major league ready or whether it's a ready-made player, I do think you need to get someone. You're going to need to figure out a way to structure your roster next year to where can you make a trade, can you, make, can you bring in a free agent. Here's the issue that I find fascinating. This team pitches well enough to be a winning team as far as the starting rotation is concerned. I think that they have some younger parts in the bullpen to where they could make a trade or two if they're in it like they did a few years back. But if they don't get the daily lineup together, they're going to waste a pretty good run of pitching. So I think they're going to try to get, try to get there as quickly as possible. I feel like, though, it's going to take a couple of seasons, and then the question is, have you held your pitching together or developed enough pitching behind it to where you can replace some of these guys? Thomas, always appreciate your time. Talk to you later, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Coming up after the break, Joe Girardi, Phillies manager, Max Scherzer. Boy, did they get into a spat last night. And Clayton Kershaw decided to chime in on it. This is a big thing going on in baseball right now. It is worth talking about it. 
because managers are now having a field day at checking pitchers on the mound. And Max Scherzer last night tried to pull down his pants to make a point. That's next. I love you, 